0: Welcome to the Beauty and Battle podcast, where we talk about winning in marriage by waging a war. I'm Jason Benham. I've got my girlfriend slash wife, Tori Benham, with me, and we are here to talk to you about how Satan tries to get you to fight face-to-face with your spouse, but God designed you to fight shoulder-to-shoulder against Satan so that you can win in your marriage. Fighting together draws you together. We cannot wait to jump in, so here we go. This is a fun one today. We're talking about the three signs of a strong bond, and I know we've done one like this. I think we've actually done several where we learn something that's research-backed yep. that shows whether or not your relationship is any good.
1: Yeah, I always think it's so interesting <laughs> when we find these articles that you know that are research-based and that they've studied different couples to see you know the ones that have the strongest bonds. What are the common denominators?
0: Yeah. So my, my favorite two researchers, they're they're believers, it's doctors Les and Leslie Parrott. No joke, that's their name. Like Les and Leslie. So you yeah, got Les is married to Les. I'd say more or less. <laughs> less is more. Okay. That's kind of weird. But anyway, but they, they have the greatest research. And so I'm on their newsletter and they, they uh, they've got this really cool thing that's research based that that gives us three signs that can tell you if you have a strong bond. But these are all fun. These are, f- are three really fun, really fun signs, mm-hmm. and uh, and we're going to dive into that. So, um, but before we do, Tori found a really good song that she wants to play.
1: Yeah, I was well. We didn't want to do another Christmas one. We didn't want to do country. I've been hearing. I want country. Jason just wants country, but I'm hearing from some of you guys that not everyone loves country.
0: Well, get over it. Like, <laughs> country music is awesome, especially slow country music. Okay, so I, I will be playing some Garth Brooks in the future. So you can just fast forward if you want, but mm-hmm. that's not today. Today, we're going to do something the opposite of country, Justin Bieber.
1: You got to love some Justin Bieber. <laughs>
0: yeah. He's Tori got some and I, good love songs. Yeah. Tori and I are, are not like teeny bopper type people, but Bieber's got a really great voice. And when he yes. sings a love song, it's like really good. So I just have to hand it to Justin here. Uh, this song is called Off My Face and he talks about off my face and in love with you. It's so good. Listen. Ooh ooh ooh! I'm <laughs> forever ruined by you, Tor. So good, jeez, that's good. It is a good one. I that's like good it. music. I like I've, that.
1: Whenever Christmas is over, yeah, it's by the time Christmas is over, we are done with Christmas music because we go hard and heavy. Yeah. Like right when when um October hits, or not October, but. Halloween, pretty much. Yeah. we go really strong with Christmas music. I'm already kind of getting tired of I'm it. I'm starting to get a little bit tired of it too. And it's a week
0: before Christmas.
1: I'm not there yet, though. I I can I can go strong for another week for sure. You can. Yeah, I can do it. I know. Yeah, I'm I
0: ready for some Celine Dion.
1: But you're but as soon as it's over, <laughs> I'm ready for like country. Usually, oh, countries yeah. might go to right after Christmas.
0: That'd be actually a really good question to ask people. What music do you listen to the day after Christmas? Yeah. Don't tell me Christmas music. It, it's it's one hundred percent illegal. You know? The December twenty sixth, they've gotta stop playing Christmas music because yeah. it's not Christmas. No. Right? But you go to malls, I think they play it through the new year. Yeah, I think so too. Which is a little annoying. Because then listening to silver bells on December twenty sixth is kind like of
1: depressing. It's like yeah, it's, it's over.
0: Like scratching your fingers on a fingernails on a chalkboard.
1: <laughs> Everyone's sad that Christmas is over. Christmas Day is kind of like halfway through the day. You start I start to feel it. I'm like it's about to be over.
0: Anticlimactic, right? <laughs> That's typically when Tori and I are burning our Christmas tree at, on Christmas night. Yeah. Some it's... people call us Scrooge.
1: No, but we, we really celebrate hard up, up until Christmas afternoon.
0: <laughs> go hard or go home. But once Christmas afternoon happens, then you've, you already are regretting what you've eaten. You're already feeling like crazy bloated. Mm-hmm. You're like, I need to get a workout or something, but I don't really want to. Mm-hmm. And there's trash everywhere.
1: Yes, it's a, the house is an absolute disaster.
0: And when our kids were younger, you had to go through the stockings, and there's like a gajillion pieces mm-hmm. that were in their stock. And it's just, okay, yeah, I'm, d- I'm done with complaining about Christmas. <laughs> Do love Christmas, but now let's jump back into this tour. So, three signs of a strong bond, bond all research backed. Um, and let me give you number one this is really good. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, if you want to know if you have a strong bond, number one, you have your own language.
1: Yeah, this was a really interesting. We were, we were thinking about it. We're like, do we have our own language?
0: Yeah, because, and you guys will have time to, to think about this. So Tori and I, obviously, we've thought through some of this. So you might not know right offhand, but then as you right. and your spouse, hopefully you guys listen to this and you can talk about w- what is your made-up language. So it's like made-up phrases, um, facial gestures, code mm-hmm. words, nicknames, all ways of communicating with each other that... that um, it actually that draws you close. Yeah,
1: that's unique to to you as a couple. And I will say, like, when we first read this, we're like, oh, we don't do that. But then as we started talking it through, we're like, oh, yeah, we do. We totally do.
0: Yeah, because the more time you spend with somebody, the more defined your language becomes. Mm-hmm. So um, Tori and I, one of our very first languages, and Tori had to teach it to me. And this is this is a legit different language, like Elvish, <laughs> but not really. Um, what? What is Gibberish. That?
1: What's Elvish?
0: Elvish is like you know what they speak on Lord of the Rings, where they oh. start using that different language. Okay, the elves. Yeah.
1: Yes. So when I was in high school, um, our volleyball coaches taught—they were sisters—and Yeah. And, um, they taught us gibberish so that we could communicate to each other, you know, against the team. We thought we were pretty big time. It
0: is pretty cool though. Tori taught it to me when we were dating.
1: Uh huh. So then I taught Jason, and then and when, then our kids when were we, young, yeah, when our kids were young, it was awesome because we could talk to each other about whatever without the kids without understanding the kids knowing what and then our kids are s- too smart and they figured it out <laughs> so so
0: let's do it let's do a gibberish phrase like um ask me what do I want for Christmas
1: With the gut do the goo you the goo with a gaunt for the gorker the Christmas I the guy into
0: the no the go do the go into the go
1: Jason can understand it better than he can speak, speak it
0: <laughs> so it, it's like the second syllable you use the ga. Yeah. You so for, it with the ga? for
1: every syllable you um you put in thega. Yeah. So like for my name Tori, the gore,
0: the the syllabi, syllable, the
1: to the gore, And the next syllable, rathagi, to the gore, rathagi. Yeah. You're adding T H E the and g uh-huh. g to the syllables. <laughs> it took
0: me a long you, time you to figure to it out. You have to
1: write it down to understand it. Once you start yeah. writing out words like oh that's actually it's once you just like understand what you're doing it comes pretty natural. Yeah.
0: Okay, so that's a very far-fetching language and it, so yeah. that when when I'm talking about like you've got your own language. <laughs> so we're not talking We're not talking about that. About that. Although that is kind that of we, one of that's just is, one of our things. If
1: you got young kids, you might want to look into a gibberish.
0: But one of our languages um we borrow lines from movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like um <laughs> one of our favorites, Mall Cop 2. When when <laughs> he was going to eat, uh, Myrtle yeah. was down in the basement and he was going to eat a rotten banana. <laughs> and then Paul Blart's like, you're going to eat that. <laughs> so Tori and I,
1: yeah whenever there's something like we don't, gross. we don't want to eat, we say, are you going to eat, eat that,
0: <laughs> you know, or, uh, finding Nemo, finding yeah. Nemo when he was, uh, his Got dad knocked. thought he was yeah. hurt. He's like, do you feel any rushing yeah, fluids?
1: Overprotective dad. Yes. Yep. We, Jason says that to me all the time because I'm more the overprotective parent in with with the two of us, so he'll like, you know, I'm going to check on somebody. He's like, "Do you feel? Do you feel any <laughs> rushing fluids?" As if I'm being a little like,
0: relaxed, chick. <laughs> so that's the thing about you have your own language where you can say little funny things and your spouse knows what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so whatever it is for you, if you want to know if you have a strong bond, it's one uh, number one is you have your own language. Mm-hmm. Okay, number two. You have little rituals and stick to them. Okay, so let me just say I I was reading this research and Tori and I literally busted out laughing. Okay, so I'm going to read to you. the
1: really funny, you guys. The the very
0: beginning of this. It it almost
1: made me not want to use this research-backed information. (laughs) I was like,
0: oh, you've got to be kidding. Okay, so anyways, here's the first two sentences from this. It says, maybe you always brush your teeth together before bed. Okay, that's normal, right? Or you have a choreographed dance that you do before the opening theme of your favorite show.
1: Oh, no. Uh-uh.
0: Before the opening theme of your favorite show, you guys do a you dance break together. break out and dance? What? We can't be friends. In the world is this about? <laughs> if that's you, don't ever listen to our podcast again. <laughs> Just playing. No, but I did. I was like, okay, no, really. Does anybody do that?
1: I really hope not. Like, I-
0: It would be kind of fun, though. You Let's want, do it, you tour want to do it? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what show we really liked.
1: I don't know that at the end of the day, us watching our favorite show, I'm in the mood to break out and dance. I'm yeah. like ready to wind down.
0: Yeah, but, but you just know what? You if,
1: you do you. If you want to dance, you can dance. If you want to,
0: you can leave your friends behind
1: if they don't dance.
0: Because if your friends don't, don't dance, and if, and if they, they don't, don't dance, dance whether
1: no friends of mine.
0: <laughs> now that was a choreographed little thing we did there. <laughs> Uh, we just didn't get up and boogie, but so whatever it is, yeah, that's that's a little cheesy, but you know it doesn't matter. Honestly, yeah. if it draws you and your husband, you and your wife together, then do it, mm-hmm. you know. Or do you end phone calls with silly nicknames for each other? Uh, either way, research has shown. That relationship rituals Mm -hmm. have an overwhelmingly positive effect on marriage. Mm -hmm.
1: They're bonding. Yeah. Bonding agents for your relationship. It
0: it says specifically that they create and nurture connection and a sense of stability in your bond. And they Mm -hmm. act as constant relational touch points, which I love that. Yeah. That can help you stay tethered to each other. Oh, that's and sweet. your unique identity as a couple. Mm-hmm. So, like, f- figure out some fun rituals. Like, what what is it that you could do? Mm-hmm. You know, Tori and I, we have just like some.
1: What's your thing? It's yeah. just special to you guys.
0: We listed out a couple things, some fun, maybe some not so fun. Post dinner walks. Mm-hmm. That's a great ritual. I think that's a great ritual for anybody. It's good for your body, too. Yep. You know, it's
1: really good for you. Every, anytime that you eat something, if you can walk afterwards, um, it's really good. So, what does it do? It helps yeah with your blood sugar levels it uh it evens out your blood sugar levels so they don't spike
0: i think they say 10 to 15 minute you know brisk walk after you eat Mm -hmm. is like man it's it's a miracle cure so post-dinner walks tori and i love doing that um oftentimes when tori has to go to the grocery store i just grab my keys and i'm the driver i'm like her chauffeur so while she's in the in the grocery store, I'm listening to a podcast or something like that. Yeah,
1: it's just like an, an easy connection point um, for us. For like, oh, I'm going to the grocery store. Can do you have ten minutes to drive me? Or yeah. it's more than that, but that's what I usually start with. <laughs> she
0: says ten minutes, but I know it's <laughs> going to be longer than that. Sometimes I'll actually bring my laptop and get work done while I'm sitting there waiting for her. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's a little ritual for us where we get a chance to spend time together, Catch up a little bit. Yep. Um, a rich another ritual we have. We typically always have some type of book or podcast that we're listening to together. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean we have to do it every single day, but we go through a book or, or a podcast series or something like that together uh, where we listen to it together yep. and we won't, we won't continue listening to it until we're together. So it's, it's fun to do that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let, let me just say this. Here's the best book that I, I would say in 2023, Tori and I listened to together and we can say this on a marriage podcast, the best book. That we listened to was Married Sex by Gary Thomas and Folletta? Um,
1: Deborah Folletta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: That's fantastic. That t- for married couples. I think it was. Okay. Yeah. It was the beginning of this year. Uh, Anyway, that's neither here nor there. We actually did a podcast talking about some of that stuff. Okay. Um, Another little ritual. Tori loves this one. Every single morning, I set out her coffee cup and mm-hmm. her bio coffee and I cut the top because bio coffee comes in these little packets. So I cut the top of it and I put it in there and I put a little spoon in there and it just waits for her. Yes, I
1: do really appreciate
0: that. To dump and and then uh, put the hot water in.
1: Yep, I wake up knowing that Jason thought about me. That's a good (laughs) ritual.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Another ritual um, when we sit and talk, it's really funny. But we'll sit, you know, like on our couch in our master bedroom, and we'll sit and talk. And next thing I know, Tori just kind of props one foot up on me Mm -hmm. and props another foot. And my hands just gradually gravitate to her feet. To and my just cold feet. And start rubbing.
1: <laughs> that's my favorite ritual. Yeah. No, but that's really, you know, I, I think I've mentioned before, I never thought I was a physical touch person. Um, because you really are. And so, you know, there's kind of I think been this like, oh no, that's that's Jason, not me. Yeah. But as I've kind of embraced it and like, no, you know what? It feels good. It feels good to be touched. It feels good to be loved in that way. And being open to be to receiving love in that way, mm-hmm. I in in giving you my feet. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you can rub
0: my feet. Of course,
1: I'm actually more, and I think it's been really good for us. Yeah, you know, just to to kind of have that routine of sitting together, talking, and touching at the same time. Yeah, non sexual touch.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, we call it NSA, no strings attached. This foot rub has no strings attached. And then typically I'll be like, unless you want the strings attached, because we can attach those strings real fast.
1: How do you feel about attaching strings?
0: <laughs> Full strings attached. Okay. So, um, and then we, we do another one. Like if the kids aren't around, you know, they're, they're at the age where they're really busy and they're they're off doing things. A lot of times Tori and I will we'll make dinner together and then we'll go get t- like legit old school TV trays, mm-hmm. put it in our master bedroom and then watch sit on our couch, and watch a little show together while we eat. It's at fun. Dinner and a movie. Yeah, dinner and a movie, right at home. Anyway, it doesn't matter what your ritual is. The yeah, fact is, things is that, that you
1: do on a normal basis together, that's like your thing. This yeah. is our, That's our thing. That's what we do. It's fun. I love that. I love having things that are our things.
0: Yeah, so that's number two. So number one, you have your own language. Number two, you have uh, little rituals, and you stick to them. And number three, this is fun, you're able to give each other a hard time. So if you're able to tease each other like all in good nature without getting offended or hurting someone's feelings, it's a great, 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 great sign. Yep, it's very good. It means it
1: shows a lot of security in your relationship. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: and and that you're confident with each other, mm-hmm. and that you also understand each other's triggers. Yes, and you're not willing to cross those boundaries.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. You That's know really each other important. well enough to know what you can say that would be funny and what you cannot say.
0: Yeah and this is where you have to be very careful that you don't border on sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Sarcasm is basically sarcasm where you can you can say certain things that are true, but they kind of they kind of, you know, they they prod a little yeah. bit, they mm-hmm. prick a little bit. And um well, it can be and you're trying to wrap humor like around something. Passive
1: aggressive. It's like, "Oh, I'm going to make it funny just so I can say what I need to say." That's not cool.
0: Yeah. So That's not
1: what we're talking about here.
0: Being able to give each other a hard time is all about being on the same wavelength, being fully in sync with each other's sense of humor. Mm-hmm. So and what that happens is that gives you a, a a very deep sense of connection. And uh and you can't do this without emotional safety. We've talked yeah. about emotional safety a lot.
1: We have. It's really important.
0: Yeah. And and you know, Google did that research right. um uh, uh, project that was several million dollars that showed what makes the best teams. Yeah. And the teams that turned out to be the best had what they called psychological safety, yeah. which basically means that the people on the team felt comfortable to bring their ideas yeah. to the team and didn't feel like that they were going to get squashed or made fun of or yeah, anything they could, like that.
1: They could be themselves yeah. safely. And I think that's so important in relationship is that you can be yourself. You can be quirky. You can be silly mm-hmm. and you can trust that your spouse is going to laugh with you or yeah. just be like, Oh, that's just Jason, you know, whatever, roll your eyes. If you, you know, whatever it is, but it's not like just this despising.
0: Yeah. So you know,
1: the spouse for their quirks.
0: Yeah. Their and, and this goes two ways. So the first is don't cross your spouse's boundaries. Like mm-hmm. don't, don't use scarcasm, sc- sc- you know, sarcasm, don't do or say things that you know would ultimately end up hurting your spouse you need, don't need to have that kind of heart but the the reverse of it is true as well like you got to be able to handle mm-hmm. a little poke a little prod like kind of laugh and laugh, laugh, about learn to it. laugh at yourself yeah it's totally okay like for instance one of ours um, I, and you guys have heard me talk about this on the podcast probably quite a lot but our fridge refrigerator experiments. You know where oh. <laughs> stuff at the back of our refrigerator
1: are growing and alive. It's growing <laughs> and it's alive.
0: <laughs> and uh, you know, sometimes I'll see something back there, and I'm like, "Hmm, well, I've I've seen that back there quite a long time." So I'll pull it out, and it'll have an expiration date of you know like 1957, mm-hmm. and I'll hand it to Tori and be like, "Hey, can you uh, make this for dinner tonight?" You know. And used to that was like off yeah. limits, but totally about you know 15 years ago. Yeah, it got on limits. That, well,
1: it became so funny. I'm like, well, Yeah, did you eat a lot this week? Well, this is what happens when I cook. <laughs> yeah. Things pile up. That is true. <laughs> yeah, she
0: she'd come right back at me, but um, you know, and and the same is true. Tori's got one on me. What was what it that you call me?
1: Oh, I always I, call you the pokey little puppy. Oh um, yeah. Remember, you guys remember that little what kind of what kind of book is that called?
0: no a pop-up book.
1: No, I forget what they're called, but children's it's like, book. It's a children's book, but it's like <laughs> a series of children's book. Ah, oh, I can't remember the name, but anyways, the pokey little puppy was one of my favorites growing up. And I call you my pokey little puppy because everything you like to do things, right? Yeah. Like you want the, the, you want the lights off. You want the bed made before you leave. You yeah. want the, the drawers pu- pushed in. You want the bar stools, you know, put back or whatever. Like, you just like things the way you like things. Yeah. And so a lot of times when we're in a hurry, you're doing your things the right way. And I'm like, okay, pokey little puppy, let's yeah. move. Or like, we're and I'm going- okay with that.
0: I'm okay <laughs> with it.
1: So everyone thinks like, I'm, I'm the one causing us to be like, no, that's not true. It, no, it's, mm,
0: you're going to lie right here on our I podcast, Tory. We're going to have just- to like.
1: There's a Go little back bit and apologize. Of, there's a little bit of pokiness happening.
0: <laughs> Pokey little puppy. Uh, Tori also, she she knows that I, I really like to inhale my food. I mean, I, I just can't help it. I don't know. Maybe it's because I was raised with David and he and I are just constantly in competition and I yeah. just ate fast. Jason,
1: and, Jason eats like his food is running from him.
0: But it tastes so good that way. So good. And then <laughs> I'm sitting there eating and Tori's like, up yeah here it comes here it comes next thing you know i start to hiccup a little bit and yeah. i could tell it frustrates her so bad
1: he literally inhales to the point where he sucks in so much air from the inhalation <laughs> yeah. the word.
0: inhalation <laughs> is correct
1: <laughs> that he starts the hiccup so i'm like he's inhaling i'm like here comes the hiccups
0: you <laughs> know what causes that mostly is is hard-boiled eggs that's what i gotta figure out i gotta figure out why does all that air get in there whenever <laughs> I'm eating hard-boiled eggs.
1: Is that what the, it is the most? It's with hard-boiled eggs? Yeah, maybe. Because I feel like it's, yeah. it's food in general.
0: Maybe that's when the air gets in as I'm eating it because then the air has to leave after I Oh, my I'm goodness. Okay, it. moving on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but I can say that Tori has a massive problem with overstocking butter, cheese, <laughs> and tea. Yeah. We have so many boxes of all of that stuff. I
1: think I have the fear of not having butter. It's like a legit fear. Like It is. So I overstock butter because the thought of not having butter in the house
0: We have so much butter. a
1: scary one for me.
0: Yeah. So and
1: Jason I, always makes fun of me. He's like, I don't yeah. I'm going to the store. He's like, "Don't get butter." Yeah, please
0: don't get butter, dear <laughs> god. We we've, we've got six refrigerators at our house. No joke. We have six of them. All of them are full. Well, I think the one outside oh, by our pool is not.
1: No, it's not full. Oh, The one and the, the other, there's two of them that aren't full. Those are backup ones for like holidays.
0: Okay. So we have four fully stocked yeah. refrigerators.
1: <laughs> A couple of them are tiny though. They're like just the little ones in the, you know.
0: <laughs> She's taking stock with like gold. you know, it's great. I, I love butter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, butter so, makes everything better. Yeah, that is true. And so does bacon. Okay. So let me give you these three signs again. This, is, this was a fun one. Three signs uh, that you have a strong bond. This is research-backed. You have your own language. You have little rituals and stick to them. And you're able to give each other a hard time. When you mm. can get there, you've got yourself a, a really strong bond.
1: I love How it. How about that? Some food for thought. Food
0: for thought. Do you have any food to share with oh, us?
1: Speaking of food for thought. What you got? Um, I made an um, olive oil lemon cake last week
0: oh i remember that it
1: this is the one i was telling you guys that i was going to tell you about this week because it was so good and i it was like a happy accident is who rob uh bob ross yeah bob ross happy accident happy little accident and i stumbled upon um a recipe and then i couldn't find it like I, i looked it up and I think I like, I don't even know. I had part of it written down and then I couldn't find it again. And so I found another one and I combined them and oh my gosh, it turned out so good. So I'll share it with you guys. And it
0: was really good. So
1: I wanted to do, I was really craving something sweet and, but I didn't want to eat something like super unhealthy. And you know, the, the oils are a big deal right now, right? Like yeah. you really don't want to be eating, um, anything but, Olive oil, or avocado, avocado, oil. avocado oil, or coconut oil.
0: Not grapeseed oil.
1: Grapeseed oil is not, no, not the best. It's, it's not. It's okay, but it's not the best. Other oh. those other three are better. So, anyways,
0: how about apple oil?
1: There's no such thing. Oh, okay, it's called applesauce. You, try to you, trip you, can, you up there. You almost got me. Okay. Um. So olive. So I was I had come across like an olive oil cake. I was like, oh, that sounds really good, and. Did that really sound
0: good, though? Like when I think olive oil cake, I think disgusting. Those two things aren't supposed to go together.
1: I know. I would have thought the same thing. But it was good. But I was really, really hungry, and I wanted something sweet, and I knew I didn't want to do anything with bad oils. And so I was like, oh, let's try the olive oil cake. Nice. Guess what? What? It did not disappoint. It It did not. It was so good. And it was moist. It was so good. And um, for the topping, instead of doing... um, Powdered sugar. I did. I came across somebody using um, their own homemade powdered sugar with arrowroot powder and um, organic sugar. You put it in the blender.
0: Oh, together,
1: yeah. and it makes powdered sugar. It's so good. you take like a cup of sugar to a tablespoon of arrowroot put it in the blender and you've got powdered sugar you guys this is revolutionary (laughs) i thought you were gonna say
0: for your topping and i discovered this great topping all you have to do is go to your local cinnabon and buy (laughs) the white icing yeah
1: so good but um trey's girlfriend bailey came over and she loves the lemon pound cake from starbucks and she said this tastes better
0: oh yeah it was it was totally better and it tastes it, it
1: tastes like a lemon pound cake. It was yeah. really, really good, you guys. And I I'm gonna make it today, probably. Yeah. I'm just and I'll I'll do a little reel to show you how how I did it.
0: Yeah, you need to do that. And then I'll I'll eat it and everybody'll feel good about themselves.
1: Yeah. And you know, I think this time of year we eat so much junk. Something about lemon feels healthier.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. I have eaten so much Tory's Ranger cookies that I literally can't eat anymore. It's just not yeah. gonna happen anymore.
1: Well, I'm anyway. I'm not going to be making them and freezing them because they don't last.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good call. All right. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. Three signs of a strong bond. It's good to know that we can have our own language together. We can do all these fun things, but thanks for uh, hanging with us. And listen, have a great Christmas. Don't yes. do anything we wouldn't do. Oh my
1: do. goodness. Yeah. Merry Christmas.
0: It's December. We're, what is it? December 20th. Yeah. Is that? No.
1: No, it's December 18th. That's what
0: today is. Yeah.
1: And so... Yeah. So we won't talk to you guys till after Christmas. Have the best Christmas with your family, guys.
0: Yeah. All right. Peace. Talk to
1: you soon.